from a supplier standpoint, I think it matters too. I mean, I think suppliers and small businesses want to work with corporations who support their communities and support the mm -hmm. initiatives that they care about. And I think we've yeah. become a lot more hypersensitive about that now. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. My name is Chloe, and I'm with my amazing co-host, Adam. Thank you. And on today's episode, we'd like to take just a few minutes to reflect on the importance of mm -hmm. Black History Month in February. Yep. Now we're recording this, it's March 2nd, but we were having a really interesting discussion earlier and just how important it is. And we thought, why don't we talk about this and share these insights with our exactly. audience? Exactly. Because this needs to be a discussion beyond February, right? Yes. We need to be celebrating this and exploring this all year round. So uh, let's not constrain the conversation to one month. Exactly. And, and despite companies' best intentions, the real meaning of Black History Month can get lost very easily mm -hmm. in the workplace and in society at large. No, After I, I totally agree with you. After a year of industries proclaiming their efforts to make positive change, it's important that companies stay true to their word and their promises and remember that Black history and, and, and just Black contribution overall to society shouldn't really be confined to a single month. And that's why we were very intentional about recording this in March so we can keep yes. the conversation going. Exactly. Exactly. We, we do love to keep those type of things going, don't we? So and, We do. It is. It's just an important an important topic. And I have to say, every time that we have, a, you know, an event or, or a reason to to celebrate these type of things, I'm always learning things. Yes. I'm always learning about African-American inventors that I didn't know were behind the scenes for technology that I'm using every day. And it just amazes me, absolutely yeah. amazes me um, that we're not celebrating it year round. I mean, these are these are things that business would not be done. We wouldn't be able to have started a podcast in the middle of a pandemic if some of yes. these technologies are not put in place and helped research and brought forward by just some brilliant African-American minds. So absolutely, absolutely. So when we think about just like those technologies and everything, I mean, I know we've talked about this before around the holidays, but. What are some ways that you think, you know, as an employer, as an, you know, because you, you know, obviously yeah. just in this space and, and represent a lot of the, the, the corporations that we talk to, what are some ways that right. you think that they can tangibly support Black culture and, and minority yeah. and their minority employees and minority suppliers? Yeah, I, I think that's a, an excellent question. Um, you know, I think at the heart of it 
it's something you and I talk about about a lot, and that's the intentionality, right? It can't yes. be something that you just do to react, yeah, right. And and I think that's where we saw some downfalls even out of last year. There were some good intentions coming out of the social unrest and social injustice of last year, yeah. But there was no intentionality. It seemed to be a little bit like, oh, we need to do something as well. We need to put out a statement as well, right? So yeah, we as corporate America have to be intentional. Know why you're doing it, who you're talking to, mm-hmm. why it's important to them, why it should be, why their concerns then should be important to you and what you can do to help um, bridge some of those divides, right? And soothe yes. some of those hurts. It's, it's very important to do because um, if you don't, it shows, right? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, it shows, you can see it. Talking about some of those hurts, I mean, you've told me how important and instrumental some of the affinity groups are. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, I mean, that's critical, I think, mm-hmm. um, because it creates the, the, the affinity groups or BRGs, whatever you're going to call them. Um, it, it creates that safe space to have that conversation on mm-hmm. both sides of the aisle, right? Absolutely. It allows anybody to ask an honest question or, and everybody to realize that the questions aren't being asked to belittle a society or belittle yeah. a culture or belittle a, belittle a background, but because somebody has a real interest, a real wanting of knowing, right, mm-hmm. to, to understand, to connect more. The more we understand about each other, the more we understand about each other's cultures and histories and, and the, the people that we should be celebrating, the easier it is for us to connect and look beyond a lot of the different issues and barriers that we've put up individually, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing you're never going to hear either one of us say is that it's going to help us look beyond the person and not see the differences. No, no, we're going to celebrate we're the, celebrate the differences it. Exactly. and the uniquenesses that exactly. we all bring to the table. Exactly. Right. So, you know, if you ever come to a live event and you see Chloe and I standing to each other and go, I don't see a difference between the two of you. You're just two people. I'll be like, well, A, I'm white and male and she's black and female. So I hope you <laughs> <Exactly>. see something. <laughs> I you hope know? you see something. I hope you see a difference. I hope between you the two celebrate of us. our differences. Exactly, because that's what actually makes I think makes us stronger as yeah. as friends and co-hosts is realizing those differences, celebrating them, and not being ashamed to talk about them. Right. Right. And that's what the BRGs allow us to do. Yeah. You know, that's what allow, they allow us to celebrate, amplify, to understand, mm-hmm. and see how these differences make us not just stronger as individuals, make us stronger as corporations. Yes, definitely make us stronger as corporations. But you know, in the pre-production, when you and I were just having a discussion about it, I brought up how, um, for the first time, many companies celebrated Juneteenth at coming out of all of this social unrest we experienced last year. I thought you had some very interesting observations (laughs) that actually made me pause and go, that's something I didn't consider. Yeah. You know, so why don't yeah. you share share with our audience some of kind of your observations on that? Well, my observation is, you know, obviously being from Texas, mm-hmm. you know, Juneteenth is a Texas thing. Right. So when I moved right. to Georgia, my husband, who's also African American, and I was talking to him about Juneteenth, he was like, Yes, I've heard about it, but it was it's not something that I've historically celebrated, or nor did we celebrate in school or anything else. And right. I think it's definitely a southern thing because you know, obviously, Black people that were in the North post-Civil War, Juneteenth means nothing to them because right. that was when people all the way, the furthest point of our country in mm-hmm. Texas found out that emancipation, you know, emancipation and proclamation right. had been passed and that the war was over and that they were free. 
Right. But it's it was it was really Texas. So I think that there was this blanket from a lot of companies. Oh, we're celebrating mm-hmm. Juneteenth. And, you know, I think it was new to a lot of black people, too. Honestly, <laughs> right. it was like, oh, Juneteenth. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to I, I'm just saying that the the experience of black people in America is very complex it is. and it is you very cannot complex. just assume that all black people celebrate X. Right. Or sell, yeah. you know, in this example, Juneteenth, like they don't because it may not be something. And that's also with the assumption that their ancestors were slaves here and understand right. that and then celebrate their freedom. And that's not right. everybody's that's not every black person's story that's here it, either. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's it's a great celebration to it's help recognize. Yeah. To help recognize that. Oh, you know, this was this was kind of like the last bastion of, of people that were able to understand what had happened from the outcome of, of the South surrendering. Right. Um, but it, it again, like you said, I think very wisely. And it's definitely kind of opened up my mind to it is we can't just say, hey, one size fits all. Juneteenth fits this and, and fixes, you know, adds a, a national holiday that we've neglected. Yeah. I mean, in Texas, we had these big parades and actually it was this huge production. I mean, it was I mean, I was on the dance team on the Juneteenth parade. I mean, it was a big thing. And so when I moved here to Atlanta to go to college, I was like, huh, like they don't celebrate Juneteenth here. And when I got into college and started doing more black history studies, that was when I realized, okay, this is very unique to Texas. And you Mm -hmm. don't realize it because it's just your home state. But yeah, I just think that now it's expanded and people celebrate it as a general like this was the day that black people became free in america but it's very unique to the south you know you think about it like i said um black people were free already in the north then exactly 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 so and 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 i think that's what i think that's the overriding message that we have right it's not Mm -hmm. that we say we should be celebrating juneteenth i think both of us we definitely should great holiday but let's make sure we're giving the right messaging around it. Let's make sure Mm -hmm. that, and and that we're not belittling in a portion of black culture that we we need to make sure is celebrated, but doesn't get lost in the, now we've made it this big national holiday. Yes. Right. We need to make sure that we understand the intentionality behind it. Yeah. I mean, and to your point earlier, it's just about listening, like listening to your employees and listening to your customers. Like it may be something that I would you know, think about, I think in more detail, if my company was based in New York or Chicago, mm-hmm. like, is this something that's going to be received appropriately? Or will it be right. something that's maybe offended? Because we're just assuming that all of them celebrate this sort of Southern um, holiday. Right. So I think it's just, yeah, I think listening and, and, and creating safe spaces for your employees is very important. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and um, again, that's why the, I think those BRGs are so important, you know, Absolutely. but I, I was, I would kind of ask you as my co-host and, and we kind of opened up with it a little bit in the intro. Right. But so yeah. why should we celebrate black history month, not just in February, but actually continue to acknowledge and endorse the contributions Africans and Americans have made at all times in the workplace in general. I mean, yeah. why do we need to do that? What is the importance behind that? Do you think? When I think about just the evolution of our country, Black people have been such an integral part of of what is our nation now and building it up and oftentimes overlooked for their contributions. And I think that it's important to celebrate. I mean, I think that we need to kind of get into this framework. Like we're in 
arguably the greatest nation in the world and, and the yes. greatest nation because we bring so much diversity, mm. so many different perspectives. So, you know, if this is part of what makes us unique from the rest of the, the world, why don't we celebrate that? People come here for a lot of different reasons, but they're oftentimes amazed at all the different cultures and what a melting mm -hmm. pot it is. We should celebrate that and make sure yeah. that we're celebrating all of our contributions. I mean, I think now that we are in this space of sort of reconciliation, if you mm -hmm. will. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, I, I, like I mean, I think that um, even now, some of the contributions that historically have been overlooked and have been, you know, not acknowledged, I think that's why it's really important that we celebrate it all the time. And yeah, I, I think as companies, as brands, celebrating it all year long and celebrating the contributions of people in general, mm -hmm. particularly African-Americans, I think it says a lot about your organization. And I think if we're just talking about um, just overall, I think it helps you with your employees building up just loyalty to the organization. Mm -hmm. I help, I think it helps with talent strategy and attracting because people want to understand and see that companies share the same values. Right. I think yeah. from a supplier standpoint, I think it matters too. I mean, I think suppliers and small businesses want to work with corporations who support their communities and support the mm -hmm. initiatives that they care about. And I think we've yeah. become a lot more hypersensitive about that now. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you, you know, and, and it's, again, the contributions that have been made don't need to be relegated to just one month. I mean, it's right. just, I, I mean, I think about uh, uh, was the movie Hidden Figures, you know, and yes. it just blows my mind is blown every time I see that movie. You know, <laughs> I mean, the minds that are that intelligent, just I mean, I'm in awe over them. Uh, but then to think about the socioeconomic backdrop and yeah. how hard it was not just for an African-American to become educated, but a woman at the same time. You know, the, mm -hmm. these that was not exactly a segment that was thought of. Oh yeah, this not only should you go to college, but yeah, be a mathematician. That's a, be a great mathematician. idea. Yes. That's a great career choice for you. But truly, thank yeah. goodness that she did. Yeah, and there's so I many mean, of those people, so many so, of them that so are, many, you so know, many. quote unquote yeah. hidden figures in in science right. and technology and medicine right. and you know education. Oh, right, right. And and go back further than that. I mean, what a lot of people don't realize too is that the South in the whole was brought out of recession because of what Carver was doing with peanuts. Yes, yes, you know? so many and, people and, uh, don't know that. They don't know that, yeah. exactly. You know, um, I mean, it's just, it blows your mind. And I think that's the thing too, is we need to put in context is understand what's going on socially at that same moment in time. Yeah. And it's like, I, well, you've taken something that's monumentous and you've just amplified it. You know, for me, one of my personal heroes is Frederick Douglass. And I mean, I for him to make the statements us. that he made, yes, you know, on anti-slavery and equal rights, that was a very so bold, so unbelievably bold. brave man, you yes. know, yeah. so incredible, so incredible. Um, but, you know, had they not had he not had a conversation at all, right. you know, with Abraham right. Lincoln, I don't think that his per perception would have been heard or even received, no, you know? No, not at all. But it, it took bravery, right? And I think let's explore that for a little bit, right? And and this is just for me kind of looking in, you know, when you start looking at current black businesses and mm -hmm. black business owners, you don't see them really kind of thumping their chest, so to speak. Yeah. You know, right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, everyone that I know is an 
probably some of the hardest workers I've ever met, dedicated, not just to their business, but to their family, to their communities. I mean, these are truly some inspirational people that I have the honor of rubbing shoulders with. So I think my question would be, how do you think we should address helping them um, celebrate some of this, right? There's so many successes. And I think some of the times that we kind of have these aha moments over when we do celebrate Black History Month is like, I had no idea, you know? And so- Where yeah. do you think, I mean, how do you think we should, how, how, how should our suppliers that are listening to us, you know, help promote what they're doing, help promote what they're doing in the communities and with their businesses? And Well, I think one sort of low hanging fruit is mm-hmm. by getting their clients involved in the initiatives and the organizations that they're involved in and are supporting. Mm-hmm. There, I think corporations are oftentimes looking for initiatives that either their employees are supporting or their partners right. and suppliers are supporting. And so, you know, not thinking twice about saying, hey, this is something that is truly near and dear to my heart. And can you yeah. connect me to the right person? Is this something that even if it's not a financial contribution, if it's like I need some more volunteers for this day, is it something that right. your organization can help support? And by all means, I just don't see any of these corporations saying no, especially to no. volunteers. You know, it's like, no, yes, not to volunteer we, hours. Mm-hmm. we care about this and companies yes. have hours set aside for their employees to volunteer oh, yeah. around all kinds of people. initiatives. Yes. 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 There is such a thing called CRA and CRS and we are tracking volunteer hours. I kid you not. Yes. Right? And I can tell you, as a matter of fact, from being still, still sitting in corporate America, if you have an opportunity for me to send volunteers to help, whatever it might be, you got to let us know. Yes. <laughs> you yes, have got yes. to let us know because we would be more than happy to send volunteers to help uh, with these different initiatives. And if you don't tell us, we don't know. Yeah, I think that's so critical. So critical. Yeah. And I think another thing about just, you know, marketing themselves and um, just thinking about, I think when you don't have that relationship, but making sure that you're spending, you know, a little bit of money on just marketing and advertising that yeah. you're a black owned business because yes. so many companies are searching for you mm-hmm. and getting into the right tools and the right software. I mean, very much so like higher ground right, um, that exactly. helps you with identifying opportunities and puts you in front of these corporations because there, there are tons of opportunities out there yes. and they're searching for your business. Yes. Yes. And if you're an African-American tech company, we are really looking for your business, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So we, we, we want you, we also then want you to go see higher ground too and get registered mm-hmm. with them because that's where we're going to find you. Yes, that is where we're going to find you. Speaking of great contributions, um, Mm -hmm. someone that I have followed and was always extremely hopeful to meet Mm -hmm. passed away today. Um, Oh, no. Who was that? Vernon Jordan. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yes. Yeah. So I was... I've always been very inspired by how he married business and, you know, being a civil rights activist, you know, Mm -hmm. with, you know, he's born and raised here in, in Atlanta, um, the first black housing project, which once I realized that I was like, oh, well, that's why so many black people were here in Atlanta, because this was the first place that black people could live and live in a, in, in a housing development. 
but he, you know, helped jumpstart the NAACP with Emmett Till. And, um, I mean with Medgar Evers and yeah, yeah, I mean, he just did a lot of really, really good work and then went on to work at the urban league and then went on to work in corporate America because he knew then he's like, in order for us to really change a lot of these things, we have to have a seat at the table. Right. And went on, you know, to serve on several publicly traded boards, then was, you know, advisors to almost every president, you know, after Bill Clinton, he's just, he worked, we talk about hidden figures. He worked so behind the scenes to just pave the way for so many African-Americans. So much. Yeah. There's so much good that he did that has not been attributed to him. Yeah. Uh, and talk about, especially with the formation of the NAACP and the Urban League, we talk uh, about being a strong person and stand up and say the, uh, the uncomfortable things in the room when yeah. it's not the politically right thing to do at the time. Right. But he did not have that fear and stood up and said those things. And again, thank goodness he did. Yes, 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 yes. And I mean, I think these are the ways that even if you have someone like in a communications department, Right. Um, that can just come up with some things, even if it's just once a month, like just celebrating someone in our industry. It doesn't have to be yeah. this blanket thing. But, you know, if you're yeah. in if you're in shipping, if you're in banking, like, you know, who's made a contribution? And I think that not just for African-Americans, but for all groups, it's like who's yes. all, who's who's made a way and paved the way so that we're right. here today. Yep. And acknowledging all of that. So, and they don't have to have moved mountains, you know, like some of the gentlemen and and ladies that we've discussed on the show, right? I mean, let's celebrate some of the small wins too. Mm, Yeah. You know, let's, let's, let's celebrate um, the first person of your family to have gone to college and graduated. Man. That's huge. That's huge. huge. That builds generational wealth. Yes. You know, and that's a huge move in the right direction for everybody. Huge move. Yeah, it sets exactly. your future generations up for success. Exactly. 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 And then allows the previous generations to realize they got you there. They set the bedrocks that allowed that moment to happen. And if you are that person that's listening to our show and you were the first one to go to college, celebrate it. Celebrate that's it. Huge. That's huge. That's yeah. that's unbelievable. You know, and and go hug your grandmother because she helped get you there. Okay, let's just let's make sure we're clear on that. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And I think, you know, another way that that companies can continue to celebrate and this is just um, more of just a a DNI practice and HR practice Mm -hmm. is is making sure that you have a a person of color. But specifically, since we're talking about black history, having a black person, you know, at the table when you're talking yes. about, you know, leadership development, talent acquisition, product, because what happens right. is they bring their diverse perspective to the equation. Yes, yes, yes exactly. And, and, and all of that. So I think that by showing, you know, that you support, you know, black history and black people, it's not always an external effort, you mm-hmm. know, because when you think yeah. about just, you know, most companies, they care just as much, if not more, about their employees than they do their clients. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if that is, in fact, the case at some of these organizations, then you should, it, most of it should be internal. You should be oh, letting yeah. your people oh, yeah. know how much you do care about Black history and celebrating the mm-hmm. accomplishments for your industry, within your organization, yes. within yes. their families. It can be a completely internal effort, and that would go a long way. Oh, oh my goodness. The, the amount of difference you would make would be unbelievable. Yes. 
Yes. You know, yes, because yes. I mean, people are just, I mean, some people are just still just scared to even bring it up, you know, and, and, and we need to, we have, we have to remove those barriers. You know, I mean, that's even part of the title of our show. We have to remove those barriers. We got to break them. We got to break gotta these break barriers. The barriers. <laughs> and we will get to the higher ground. I'm going to start preaching here in a minute. Yes, so, yes. Um, I mean, we will get there. You know, but how do you think are some ways? Because I know that obviously, I mean, from my perspective, being black, African-American, mm-hmm. obviously, right. when people approach me about some mm-hmm. of these topics, if it's a question and we want to have a dialogue, I'm never offended. So I don't know why right. people think like, oh, we, these co- conversations are sometimes uncomfortable. I think they're uncomfortable mm-hmm. when there's action before there's discussion. So I think people yes. are offended by actions. Yes. You know, right. and those are offensive because right. you didn't take the time to really think about how this would come off or how other people, whether it be your employees, your suppliers, your customers are going to respond to things. But how right. do you broach those conversations when you may be a little uncomfortable? You know, I think it I think we all need to look back at some of these strong people that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And, and, and realize that if, if you don't have the difficult conversation, and I think sometimes that difficulty comes from um, maybe I am, you know, one of the, the few black people on the team, or maybe for myself, maybe I'm the one white guy in a room of predominantly black business owners. I mean, yeah. being in supplier diversity, that's a very common mix for me. You know, Um, and so maybe I'm like, you know, I'm kind of getting along with these guys. They think I'm cool. I really don't want to ask about such and such because I don't want a for them to think that I'm racist or B that I'm ignorant. Right. And I want to still fit in. And I think where a lot of the difficulty in the conversation comes in is like I'm fitting in. I don't want to rock the boat. You know, there's Mm. no tension here. I don't want to rock the boat. But if you don't ask the question then you yourself cannot become educated in it. And as we have said, you know, truly knowledge is power. The more you understand about another culture, yeah. the easier it is for everybody to get along and to understand and not have these barriers in place. And we want to talk about breaking the barriers. Let's make sure that we understand what are some of the issues? What are some of the concerns? You know, I, I mean, some of the concerns that I hear from my African-American counterparts, especially when we were having all the 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 uh, un, un, injustice of last yeah, year, the civil unrest, yeah, the civil unrest. And, and, and they're talking to me about how they would talk to their children about, hey, now, if you're pulled over by a white police officer, make sure you do this, this, this and this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you absolutely kidding me right now? And they're like, yeah. no, Adam, it's true. We, we, we fear for our children if they get pulled over. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and then we see what happened, what unfolded on these cameras, the, yes. the, the, this gross mishandle of justice that unfolded yeah. on these cameras. Right. And you said to go, whoa, whoa. But if 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 I don't ask the question and if my black friend doesn't open up and say, yeah, that's what I have to tell my children, because I fear for their life when they go driving out by themselves at night. Yeah. Then I can't sit here and go, what can I do now to help fix that? Can I fix it by myself? No. I no, can't. yeah. But but I can be a concerned citizen. I can now at least empathize. I can't. I might not know what that fear is, but I can sit there mm-hmm. and go, I, I can't even. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't even imagine. So we have to have the difficult conversation. But you also then, if you're asking a question, have to be able to receive what inf- other information and answer you're going to get. 
Yeah. And, you know, that was a great scenario where, you know, you said, you know, with the car situation, of course, that mm -hmm. is a conversation that we're we're having now with one child oh, sure. yeah. having a permit right. and the other one driving um, right. our two oldest. Um, but if we think about even the workplace and to yes. use the example of hidden figures, you okay. know, we think about and you and you said, OK, I can't change this scenario with the police officers because that's a right. that's a massive issue. But massive. with within NASA in that scenario, Kevin Costner was one person and he made the difference. He, he did. You're right. He did yes. make the difference. And we need advocates and we need mm -hmm. champions in all right. spaces. So. Right. What sometimes what I hear is, oh, you know, that's a black issue or, you know, I'm sure that, you know, the black people and the black leadership will will figure this out. And maybe I don't want to overstep right. because this is really isn't my area and I may be offensive, but we need advocates. We need allies. We need, you know, people who also understand that everyone's contribution matters and everyone's yes, unique perspective yes. can be accounted for and be discussed and, right. and be acknowledged and celebrated. Right. Exactly. And I couldn't agree with you more. And I mean, you and I have both talked about this before. We want to make the world it's, as much as we can, whatever degree of change we affect, a better place for our children. And for our yes. children's children, yes. right? And and I actually had somebody call me out early in my DNI career. They're like, I, almost like a traitor, right? It was another white male. It's almost like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> why, why are you trying to tip? And I'm I'm looking at a. I'm looking at this person like I really can't believe you're that small minded. But I had right. to kind of control those comments that were about to come out. But you know, the, the bigger answer is, and I and I told this person directly, I was like, you know what? When the world is an equal place. And mm -hmm. everybody truly has the exact, the exact same opportunities. Mm -hmm. Then everybody, everybody wins. Everybody Everybody's wins. better off. The society's better off. We move forward at phenomenal rates. Yeah. Everybody wins. It's not a black. It's not a white. It's not a Asian. It's not a Latino. It's, it is an everybody issue. Yes. Now it could be, it's, it's, it's Genesis could be in black culture, yes. right? But it's a society's issue. We don't sit there and go, well, you know, that's kind of a, that's a you thing. And when you guys figure it out, let us know and we'll be here. Hey, we'll be glad to help out however you need. Great. Yeah, sure. The issue started there. The, the barrier was built over here. Guess by what? By society. That's all of us. Yeah. So let's us now listen and figure out how to fix it. Yeah. It's and like, by why fix don't... it, everybody, I don't mean drop run under the carpet either. I mean, let's really kind of open this up and, and have these conversations. Yeah, let's let actually let's be good citizens of yes. our, of our country by upholding yes. and trying to make sure that everybody realizes right. the the dream of the Fourteenth Amendment that all right. citizens right. are born that are born all people that are born in the United States have equal rights under the law. Correct. When we right. know that that's not really something in reality. Oh. Right. That everyone experiences. So, right. exactly. I mean, I think it, that it's our civic duty, you know, much like right. voting to make sure that our constitution and the amendments uh, that were in it are being upheld at every yes. turn. Yeah. I, don't, but don't let me get on constitutional law. We're about to open up a can right now. So yes, yes. Both, so both Chloe and I have a law background. So I think we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll step back just a little bit before before we really get deep on con law. Uh, yes, I um, don't have a law background, just mostly business and economics, but so much of it's intertwined with the law. So it has to be. No, it, it has, has to, to be. be. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, my parents have often, they're very civic minded. And so that was mm -hmm. something that I just learned and um, tried to make sure that I'm doing my contribution yes. as a citizen. And yep. 
going down that path, I just started learning a lot more about the inequities. And so I I think that that if it's just one thing that corporations and individuals within corporations can do is just acknowledging that there are disparities. So not saying that there aren't and that I don't see them and like these blanket statements of I don't see color. Acknowledging that it drives me insane. I know what they mean, but it just, I I get the intentionality. I agree with you. I I get the intentionality, but I'm like, but at that point, it's such a whitewash comment. Yeah. You're doing more damage than good by that statement. I need to recognize that my co-host is black and my co-host needs to recognize that I am white. And you know what? That's a comfortable statement to say. It is. And it's it's actually what makes our conversations so amazing. Exactly. And it's what makes you, you and me, me. Exactly. Celebrate it. Don't be ashamed of it. Because we're talking about the same topics, but we bring right. our different perspectives Correct. to this conversation. And yes. this is a prime example of how diversity makes the world go round and makes yes. us stronger together. Most definitely. So I guess with that, that was probably the period we needed to put on this conversation. I think so. I think that, you know, we wanted to be intentional about waiting past February to make our bold statement around Black history needs to be something that's woven into every month. And, you know, we need to celebrate it in in just sharing some ideas and different perspectives. And look how easy this conversation was for us. It was a very easy conversation. It was a very easy conversation. I'm I'm hoping that it inspires others to have conversations with the other people that are in their lives, whether it be employees, other leadership, neighbors, friends, family, and think about, you know, what can we do to move the needle? Exactly. Exactly. And remember, either enter into the conversation, have the conversation with a very open mind yes, and be able to receive everything that's being said. And just, it's an amazing experience to share and to receive. It is. Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in today. Make sure to check out our previous episodes if you haven't done so already and to continue to support the podcast. Be sure to check us out on LinkedIn, and that's at Chloe Goodry Reed and at Adam Moore. And stay tuned for some of our more upcoming episodes. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.